This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints behind some of the world's most important relationships, the ones we have with our friends. Two friends have each been sent the same set of questions. They've recorded their responses on their own and without consulting. Here is the combination of their answers. This time, James and Nathan. My name is Nathan. Uh, my name is James. I'm from Cape Town. I live in London. 21 years old. I'm 19. And I've known James for 14 years. Since 2006, when I was five years old. Describe the very first moment you remember seeing them. I don't remember the very first moment I met James. It was probably at someone's sixth or fifth birthday party. I do not remember the first time that I saw him. But I do remember little moments. That was that he was very clever, arguably smarter than me, which was strange considering he is two years my junior. I imagine my first impression was that he was a cool kid, two years older than me. I thought he was very cool. He had cool interests. Um, but most importantly, I found him absolutely hilarious. Probably about seven Starting big school already, which is, you know, always something to admire. We were able to joke about the same things, I think, even at like six or seven. I don't think there was any chance of me not liking him. Also, some of my other first impressions was that he was kind of mean sometimes. He's one of the most likable people I know, but let's not get too gushy too quickly. I never got the brunt of that, but I do remember him being a little bit mean. When did that click happen? The moment you thought... Yeah, I like you. Well, I was friends with his sister first because she's my age. My sister and him were good friends. And whenever we hung out, I always got on fantastically with him. We had a lot of the same interests, um, video games and drawing and being nerds in general. He was the first person that I really met that got all of those things in the way that I did, which was always exciting. Then he moved far away. But I think the click happened when I had moved and the two of us started speaking over Facebook. He messaged me and asked if we wanted to play Minecraft together. In fact, I can read the Facebook post. It says here, 19th of July, 2012. Hey, Nate, over the weekend, we should play a bit of MC on a server together. MC being Minecraft. I will find an empty one. And that was the moment where I was like, this is the thing that's never going to leave my life. <laughs> um, and it was... Us playing Minecraft together and eventually like Skyping each other while playing computer games, that was the mutual interest where we could do something while talking and kind of secretively falling in love with each other behind the scenes. Maybe it's easy to say that in hindsight, but I do remember thinking, well, this is a little bit of a salvation. What is your thing? The thing you do when you get together? Our thing is, yeah, absorbing media together watching movies we used to sit and watch the harry potter movies we used to play nintendo wii games we used to play computer games skype and borderlands 2 the deadly combination for 13 and 11 year old nathan and james we still play computer games playing games on the internet and talking shit for hours and hours and hours and hours like so many hours thousands of hours yeah our new thing is, is also making music together which in a sense i kind of connect to this whole sort of media input-output. I'll wait outside. I'll wait for you. At the moment, making things and sharing them Take with each other, time. making each other laugh a whole lot, and being each other's guide. I'll wait outside. 
Instead of listening to Kendrick Lamar together in his bedroom at 15, we're now making music together. What are your nicknames for each other? Recently I've started calling him Nanoi, which is something that his dad calls him, which I adopted. I call him Jamie a lot, which is his childhood nickname, which he used to absolutely hate. He calls me Jimmy, which I love. love when he calls me Jimmy. Yeah, he calls me Nanoi, Nene, which is the childhood nickname <laughs> that I had. There's a specific way of saying it <laughs> that really gets me going, but not in a sexual way. Well, sometimes. I call him Jim Jam, Jimbo. Uh, I call him Cock sometimes. I call him Nibbles every now and then. Not usually to his face, like I call him Nibbles to my friends. But he never calls me Nate. And it's funny that I've made a note of that because on the Facebook post from 2012, he's, he called me Nate, which is very out of character. I think he was trying to impress all my other grade six friends. Yeah, Nanoi is my go-to. What is their best quality? It's difficult because if I were to... Overall, <laughs> James's net best quality, in my opinion, is his sensitivity for good and for bad. He is very emotional. He takes in everything with great detail and great consideration and concern. His attitude to life, I think, is one of the most admirable things about him. And the thing that really made me feel like he was someone that I needed to keep as close as possible for as long as I could, because it's a very special thing. I mean, he can be insensitive, sure, but the way in which he deals with people and with the world is always with sensitivity and mindfulness. That is his most powerful quality, I think. It's like a superpower for him. Just the way he conducts himself to and around other people. His ability to be a bright ray of sunshine, but without being annoying about it. You know, like it comes from a very genuine place. Yeah, it's a quality that could never go amiss in a person, and he has it in, in boatloads. But for me, sort of the quality that best reflects our relationship is his humor he is so specifically hilarious he has made me almost piss myself countless times luckily i never have but he has made many family members and friends of mine piss themselves laughing that's just kind of what he does james has this aura of sensitivity and humor this is getting very mushy next question what is it about them that drives you mad i'd say the thing that drives me mad about him the most when we're not together, is his lack of urgency when it comes to deadlines that we share for like music, or he's not as organized as I would like him to be. He's in his head a lot. He he thinks about the world and himself a lot, and thinks about his thinking, and that means that he's often too hard on himself, and I hate that. I hate that a lot. But in person, oh my god, there's always a noise coming out of him. That whether it's like singing a song like in a high-pitched voice, beatboxing with his mouth, it's just a noise coming out of him 24-7 and it's, it's overwhelming and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Nathan. The second thing that drives me mad about him is that he's moody as fuck. <laughs> it's, it's funny sometimes, but he can be very grumpy. Um, God forbid I ever tell him that he's grumpy to his face. What do you think it is about you that drives them mad? Maybe when I'm too hard on myself. Yeah, I think it drives me a bit crazy. But that's quite a self-centred answer. I think I'm 
much more of a beer and James is much more of a doer. So it stresses him out to hear when I have sort of 15 assignments due in the next couple of days that I haven't started and that we're also trying to work on music together and that might impact that. So I think it drives him a bit mad when he sees me not organizing my time he well. He doesn't really show it as much as I do. I think we have very different temperaments in that sense. So if he does get angry at me for things or mad at me, it's it's usually not as overt as when he's making bucking noises <laughs> and I tune him out for it. Talk about a time they really came through for you. Recently I went through a breakup um, and it wasn't even a question of who I would speak to first about it. This is a difficult question because Nathan is the type of person to go the extra mile on a regular basis. We immediately jumped on a WhatsApp call and just spoke about it and he listened to me sobbing over the phone. The thing with this is that it wasn't really out of the ordinary that he was there for it. If he's doing anything and you approach him and you explain that you need to talk to him about something, he will put whatever he's doing down and talk through with you about whatever it is. He has this incredible ability because of his sensitivity to listen with such engagement, to listen with his whole heart. Going the extra mile is just part of his nature. It really is. That's just what he does on a regular basis. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, next one. Have you ever had a fight? We lived together for four months in my gap year. It was when he was living with me in 2018 and we were making an album together. That was the first time we were confronted with a relationship where we saw each other every day rather than just heard our voices over the internet. I wasn't a very nice person for a lot of the time because I was stressed from school and... There were a lot of like small fights. I would call him grumpy, he'd get upset, he'd uh, tell me I wasn't on track with my work, I'd get upset. Um, he wasn't meeting deadlines and I just felt I was taking the process more seriously than he was and obviously that just wasn't true. He just We just have very different modes of operating. That kind of took our relationship from being this sort of childhood playdate over the internet thing into this much more like real adult sustainable relationship where we get on each other's nerves. I can't remember how it was resolved. I think I probably said sorry. <laughs> Kidding. He probably said, do you want to talk about it? And I said yes, and then maybe I said sorry at some stage. <laughs> Give an example of your shared language, the sort of stuff that only you get. James and I do have a shared language, um, and it's actually hard to pinpoint specific things because our relationship is almost chronologized by errors of inside jokes. I haven't said this to him before, but I think we should make a little like a dictionary of of our catchphrases because there are so many there is a very specific dialect that we speak um that's a combination of internet language and inside jokes that have spawned from i don't know a podcast that we both listen to at the same time or... i don't know referencing movies usually like referencing things so like we watched a movie together and someone botched a line in the movie he said what is even that and james and i just found that the most hilarious line ever and we still sometimes will scream at each other over the internet. What is even that? There's this one Kendrick Lamar song. Oh, man. I feel like... He also says, Yalla bedtime, which is hilarious because that's... It's not a, it's not a language he speaks, but I've started saying it a lot because um, my dad speaks Hebrew. 
I'll say yalla, which means like, let's get going. Um, and so he started absorbing all these Hebrew words. Oh shit, I need to find out what this verse is. Hold on, let me call Nathan. Which I find absolutely hilarious. Hey baby boy. Hello. What's up? I have a very, I have a very quick question for you. Because he has very Maybe little connection I'm... to that language of that world. The, I feel like I'm going shit. Yes. <laughs> what song is that actually from? And what does he actually say? It's Kendrick Lamar and it's, um... So to hear him speak Hebrew sometimes is, yeah, an inside joke that I find fucking hilarious. Is that... Okay, yeah, I just... I'm good, I'm good. I'm, I'm doing something that I can't really talk to you about. Ah, legend. Um, cool, chat later. Chat later. What do you envy about them? On a very shallow level, I envy that he's fucking tall. (laughs) And I'm short. So I envy that he's tall, okay? I said it. I think his hands are sick. Like, he has really good hands. I also envy his, his flirting abilities. He is unbelievably good at romantic engagement with women he has amazing eyes as well that i would i would die for and i don't know if i'm bad but i just he's a lot better at it than me and i envy that definitely he's got the most incredible smile you you look at that smile and you're just like life is gonna be fine these are all things i'd happily say to his face he's got good nipples too i've always felt my nipples are a bit too small for my body and i feel like his would be a good match for mine what have they done that has surprised you? On a, on a literal level, we surprise each other often. Like, we'll fly to each other's birthday parties and pop out of the, not the cake, literally, but we'll pop out and give each other frights. And that's just the best thing. I mean, he surprised me a couple times by just being at my house when I wasn't expecting him to. Like, for my 18th birthday, he was he was there, he arrived. The most surprising thing that he's done, the only one I can think of is that... <laughs> In, like, early high school, we started getting really into sports. It's difficult because we've spoken every day pretty much for the last, like, 10 years. So there's not much he can do that surprises me. Hockey and, like, water polo and... But it was surprising, you know? We had a relationship based around computer games and nerdy shit. And suddenly he was on the polo team. Kiss was quite surprising. (laughs) Don't put that in. Don't put that in. When are they at their happiest? He's very happy when he has an inspiring conversation with someone, someone he meets when when we're going out or a, a mutual friend of ours that he sits down and has sort of an inspiring, deep conversation with. It depends on which one he's done more recently, when he's refilled his interaction gauges and gone on a long walk with all the wonderful people that he surrounds himself with. He appreciates them so much that he will be at his happiest around them. When he's really able to engage with someone because he's just so good with words and is such an incredible thinker and connector that when he speaks to someone, I think that just lights him up. But then once he's done that for a long time, he's incredibly happy when he's like on his own in his room, just like basking in just isolation. Also, when we're doing kind of mutual activities, whether we're sitting together and drawing or talking or playing computer games through the years... Those have been some of my happiest memories, and I'm sure I'm not wrong in saying that th- those are some of his happiest moments. It's like watching him draw will always be the safest place on earth for me. Because it means that either I'm at his house and lying on his bed and looking at his computer screen and watching him draw stupid pictures on Photoshop, or we're 
in Betty's Bay and he's got his drawing book out. We're on the couches, it's raining and someone's cooking. It's all good, life's good. Why sleep tight when your head's hot? Friends left and your smile rots gunshots for your heartbeat. Why sleep tight? Yeah, his drawing will always be just like a root for me in my life. When your head's hot, friends left and your smile rots gunshots for your heartbeat. Why sleep tight? If they were a food, what food would they be? So I think there is a right answer to this for me. And if he doesn't say Hellman's, <laughs> I'm going to be upset. Uh, scrambled eggs. <laughs> no explanation for that one. For me, James as a food is a bowl of cereal. When we lived together, my memory of him was like curled up in a blanket at like 11 a.m., still half asleep, eating like the biggest bowl of cereal a human being can imagine. Often his only meal for the whole day because he just forgets to eat sometimes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if James was a food, he'd be a big bowl of cereal. If they suddenly disappeared from this world, what is the one thing that you would lose that you cannot get anywhere else? What I would lose is the the type of laughter that comes when we're in our giddy mood. He feels like my other half. He said it best in my 21st speech. He said, Nathan is a bit more than a best friend and a bit less than a wife. <laughs> <laughs> the inside jokes are coming thick and fast and we're both just in the zone, in the comedic zone. I'd lose someone I can connect with in almost in like a cellular way. It's the way I connect with my family, but more almost. It's some it's it's a family member that I've chosen for myself. I can't get that anywhere else, and I don't think I'll ever be able to get that anywhere else. The laughter that comes from that is just mm, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. It upsets me just to think about what the world would be like without him. Uh, Nathan, if you're listening to this, please don't disappear from this world. <laughs> Before anyone else heard the answers to the questions, the friends got a chance to listen to each other and to react. I can't believe I didn't say Hellman's. Oh, that's so annoying. He's definitely Hellman's. I'm changing my answer. First of all, um, I'm sorry for calling you mean. <laughs> Hearing that in contrast with all the amazing things you said about me sounds terrible. He thought I was mean when we were six years old. That's. <laughs> he was an intense child. And sometimes he was just like a bit much. Mm, I feel like I'm digging, I'm digging a bigger hole here. I mean, yeah. I was quite mean when we were six years old. I love how much we sound like the two biggest nerds on planet Earth. <laughs> like from Minecraft to podcast to, oh, it's just, it's perfect because it's so, so true. It's also quite funny that the beginning stages of the game playing, my post on his Facebook wall was inviting him to play Minecraft. And just yesterday, he was telling me that he'd started playing Minecraft again. Nibbles! <laughs> I forgot that he calls me Nibbles! <laughs> It's the dumbest nickname of all time. I'm not grumpy. I'm not grumpy. Oh, so I can't believe you said there's always a noise coming out of me. <laughs> yeah, he's told me I'm making too much noise uh, many times. Um, not going to stop, though. Yeah, we were just saying the same things for the first half, and then it was clear that Nathan put in a lot more preparation to what he was saying. Um, and I know it's not a competition, but if it was, then he would win. It's very rare that we get to hear these things said about ourselves from our closest friends. I feel very lucky to be able to 
get these insights. We're a friendship that are able to say nice things about each other to our faces, thank God. But condensed like this, it's just a totally different thing. We both think each other are the shit. I mean, I knew that was going to happen, but it's just, it's nice. This is something we're going to be coming back to for years, I can tell. I'm going to go listen to that again. That was, that was great. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Friendship File. James and Nathan's musical collaboration is called Walkering. They've just released a new album called Bloss, and you heard a couple of tracks from the album in this edition of The Friendship File. You can find it on Apple Music or Spotify. If you've enjoyed this edition of The Friendship File, please go and find us on your usual podcast app and have a listen to all the other Friendship Files there are. And then please do share the link and the title with as many people as you can. Visit thefriendshipfile.com to find out more and to see pictures of the friends. And if you'd like to get in touch, then email hello at thefriendshipfile.com. Till next time, goodbye.